excuse me, don't argue. Now, I don't know why I thought of that. You know, I have to kind of, one of the hardest things about this is coming up with a topic. There's so many of them. And so, uh, don't argue. It's basically that topic is coming from watching the news, watching, listening, not, not just the news, but all over it and see, uh, and, and, and also looking at my own mind, watching my own relationship to others, watching the relationship between two people who are uh, sincere and are trying to find out how to work with their differences and so on. The three, I have the little slogan, three C's, I call it. The three C's are, that we use here in the monastery is communicate, which means you might have to spend a lot of time in that first C before you can get to the second one, which is cooperate. Because you can't cooperate with something you don't understand. And you won't understand it unless there's been some, some kind of a, yes, that's exactly what I mean. You've duplicated exactly in your words what it is that I'm trying to say to you. Any of you been married? Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, I mean, I'm, not, I'm joking about that, of course, but I can do that because I've been married probably more times than anybody in here. <laughs> so... Uh, and that's it's difficult. I mean, it's difficult to have someone that you trust, respect, and are trying to work with that you just get into an argument about. And it's it's based on misunderstanding because I think, generally speaking, there are people who are, uh, you know, out of their head or something, or are chemically out uh, out of balance, uh, either deliberately or or karmically. Uh, there's so many causes and conditions. So many different ways that things can show up. And so, uh, look at our world today, just, uh, my goodness, it's just, how do you, how do you balance all of this? How do you what, correct it? How do you fix it? How do you, how do you help it so that it doesn't implode or explode? One of the two, it looks like we're always uh, having those kinds of threats and we've been having them for quite a while, ever since, uh, the atomic bomb. So, communicate, cooperate, and then those happen, then you can probably collaborate and work together to get uh, mutual um, uh, results that you agree would be good or helpful for everyone. Um, of course, there are people who, through their whole dynamic, is such an intense me, me, me first, uh, uh, that it's difficult to talk to that person without some kind of argument happening. So I would say don't argue. Uh, this doesn't mean you're, you're not going to come into some kind of conflict just based on the conditions that are that are mutual all the time between you and that person and you and your community, your group, your society, your job, your family. There's just always going to be some of that. And it's uh, sometimes people, the, some of the worst difficulty of being a, a meditation teacher for many years, so since 1978 when I was trained by my teacher, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche. And so I've talked to a lot of people. Difficult, complicated. So I'll, I say over and over again, train your mind so that whatever you end up doing, you're going to have a, a modicum of clarity about any given situation because you've spent some time, the metaphor I use over and over again, is sharpening that blade of awareness instead of just constantly chopping and thinking and chopping and thinking and thinking and thinking, analyzing, pointing, blaming. <clears throat> Ego mind, self-centered mind, uh, feels, senses, uh, uh, it's artificial, but they sense some kind of progress if they're doing something, if we're doing, if we're putting out, if we're expressing ourselves. We're even lectured by our society. Well, you have to express yourself. Well, tell them how you feel. I'm not going to say, tell them how you feel. What am I going to say? Find out how you feel. Look at how you feel. Do nothing with it. Don't believe your feelings. 
Don't disbelieve your feelings. See how I held my finger up like that? Don't disbelieve. I'm telling you what to do. You come in this room, you sit down for uh, 45 minutes or whatever the time is, an hour. You give me permission to tell you a bunch of stuff based on my own uh, sincere practice to uh, um, help people, meet people where they're at and see if I can be of service to them, if I can help them in some way. And what I usually say is train your mind. You can be really, really smart. There's a lot of people that are much smarter than this old man. And you can't think your way into sanity. I'm not saying you couldn't be born with the genes and everything that helps you just and be born into a family that doesn't mistreat you or, or, or bring you or put you in some kind of conditioning where you where you're, uh, want to fight with everyone. Please sit up. Unless you have a, back, a bad back. Do you have a bad back? It's not the best. Okay. You know, there's a chair that you could sit in the chair. Would you like to do that? Huh? I can do that in a minute. Okay. And if you if you have a, a chronic condition, then then uh, then I would say go ahead and lay back. Again. Generally, I say that to people because everybody's looking at everyone else, and so everyone in here knows they can't lay down. And so yeah, I haven't seen you before. What is your name? Kevin. Kevin. That's right. You can say Kevin. Nice to meet you. And talking about that situation, that is a. Uh, it's a really, really important to be to respect your own body. That's why you won't. I might say something like that, like I've said to Kevin, but I try to do that respectfully. How to make sure that he's his body situation knows more about it than I do. Maybe he needs to lay down. So uh, that's why I say I can say don't do that, and then we we communicate about it. And we talk about it. We don't argue. I hope not. Didn't think we'd run storming out of here. <laughs> so. Uh, and that being said, that, that idea of communicating helps us see where we're at. Your, your conditions, my conditions, my, my uh, uh, um, endeavoring to be a guide for uh, people who come into this uh, monastery to train their minds is to set up a situation that is as strong and clear as possible without meddling with someone. And that's why uh, if you're sitting in here... Uh, um, meditating, um, as some people do, there's six and a half hours of scheduled sitting meditation. I'm, I'm very careful to, and other people like the Eno and other people who are, who are uh, uh, working with the forms to, in order to help people. We try to be respectful of each person's situation. You have to do that through a lot of uh, communicating. Having spent four years in the Marine Corps, I can tell you they do not communicate. They just tell you based on what, on their idea of what they want to occur. This is how it looks to talk to an officer in the Marine Corps, uh, non-commissioned officer or, or commissioned. They, they do not see you. They just see a, uh, what do they call a GI, government issue. They just see a robot. And that's how you're treated. Not good. Not a good way to approach things through um, some kind of militancy, which a uh, uh, Japanese form of uh, uh, Soto Zen, Rinzai Zen, is just quite full of uh, control and manipulating people. So. Hopefully, we're not bringing that over from the Japanese culture. I'm not blaming them. I mean, it's there. It goes back into really intense practice on forms. But there's a very strong uh, uh, hierarchy there of, of authority, very strong authority. We don't have quite so much of that here. What we have more here is people wanting to be not controlled. So <laughs> uh, I often say that just before I'm about to say something else. Uh, say, Michael. So, well said. You, you just you just answered your question just by being aware of that. It just doesn't look like you're getting anywhere. And if you're actually on the path, on a spiritual path, 
and it looks like you're getting somewhere, uh, might not have to come and talk to me, but you should talk to your teacher, but you're probably not. To look like on the spiritual path, not the mundane path, that's different. The mundane path is totally about materialism, getting ahead, getting results, having proof, having evidence, you know, seeing you're actually getting, other people will tell you, yes, you're getting somewhere. But when you practice a lot, as you've been doing the last couple of months, uh, you're probably going to feel like you're not getting anywhere, more than likely, or things are getting worse. And that's, uh, that is the ego, the self-centered mind, uh, trying to get you to stop doing this, do something, do something that will satisfy the self-centeredness that'll make you feel like you're somebody and you're important and you're of value to society and all that other baloney. When I say baloney, I risk getting in an argument. Uh, I recently had someone say to me, uh, critically of me, uh, I can't remember, don't remember the quote, but I was criticizing that, that looked like I was having some opinions about something. And of course I have opinions. I never said necessarily don't have opinions. I'm saying just be very aware when you're coming out of an opinion, which means that anything is an opinion, all evidence is partial. If it's the truth, if it's fundamentally the truth, then uh, it'll be so obvious no one will disagree with you. They wouldn't be able to. I'm not saying it's possible if we look and say, say, is that sunshine coming through there? If we find someone that says, no, that's not exactly sunshine. And then they would come up with some kind of a spiel about what that actually is. And then we would all scratch our heads. But we wouldn't necessarily argue about that. So the whole idea of progress is just a misunderstanding based on a materialistic idea of the, of the world, the universe. Uh, this this uh, incredible spirit that is, is broken up into all these, uh, these uh, elements, human beings. This, this is this amazing situation that we are not separate from, but we... <laughs> but we're shut off from because we're going through a kind of training. This is like a big school. You're trying to find out who you are. Good luck. And we've all been doing it for centuries and centuries. There are no solid separate beings anywhere. Uh, well, it's just my opinion. Actually, it's not an opinion. I'll go, I'll go with Joseph first. What is the difference between training and discipline? Training, uh, in, the, in the conventional sense, is, is, has some uh, improvement qualities to it. But they're, they're mutually agreed upon. They're kind of obvious. If you're training for track, you're running, you're getting faster and faster. Whereas when you're training in the spiritual path, because of the, how complicated karma is, because the causes and conditions that come down, what's called the vasana, that's coming down from the eighth consciousness using the Yogacara model, coming down out of there are so complicated. And uh, <coughs> I don't know what, what other word I can use. They're so complicated that the, the way uh, a kind of progress works actually could look like uh, going, going backwards. The, a simple way of saying is, if you've been covering up who you are and covering up your difficulty for the last 30, 40 years, or however old you are, and you start to meditate, you immediately start to see your self-deception. So it doesn't, now, if you have somebody working with you, someone who's a, a teacher, they may be able to say, you're seeing that you've been covering this up, whereas you may actually feel like this isn't working. I don't feel better. This meditation doesn't work for me. I think I'll stop doing it. I think I'll go practice Theravada Buddhism. I think I'll go find a Rinzai master. I think I need to have my butt kicked by somebody. You know, I mean, you, know, you can just go on and on and on like that instead of sitting down and actually, this is a transcendental do-it-yourself project. Sit down, hold still, find out who you are. If, if you have that in mind, you don't need me. You know, you don't need the Sangha, but it's so complicated that probably the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha is going to be a, make it a little bit more workable. So there could be some 
communication. There could be some cooperation, some collaboration with other human beings who are also sincere about trying to find out uh, who they are. More? Um, it's going to change my oil in my car, <clears throat> and uh, there's an additive you can put uh, for the oil, and it's supposed to clean the engine out. It says if you think the engine is very, very dirty, maybe you shouldn't because then it will expose how bad your engine is. Yes. Maybe. So don't meditate. <laughs> I, that's a that's an interesting way relative truth works sometimes uh, shows up in that way. Yes. Is there such a thing as uh, progress? Not in the in the conventional sense, but it's uh, there's progress in that that uh, you might uh, you might see that you're less uh, you're less concerned about the outcome of things. You might say see that you're you're less likely to make a big deal of something for as long as you did three months ago. You know, just a little bit less fixation. So you might notice just by contrast, but there's nothing to celebrate. I recognize you. <laughs> so you you know that kind of. So I think there is, and and, and there are there even classical ways of, of measuring this. The the, the ten bumis, the ten bodhisattva crowns, the crowns of the bodhisattva. So starting out with the first one is, is actually seeing there's no solid self in the skandhas. The form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness. Seeing there's no solid me is the first boomy or joy. And you're, it's not the conventional kind of joy. It's a kind of, kind of a relief. You see that there, there is no solid person. So there isn't anyone to protect or defend or promote. But then you might, you have the rest of the world to deal with. Seto. So how is it that I can be in the same conversation with two different people and one of them about the same subject and one of them will devolve into an argument, yes. and the other one will be a very sane conversation discussing, same thing. You know, our opposing views on mm -hmm. something. Yeah. What What's going on there? Well, you might be able to explain it because you know them, so you might have a few of. If I were to say, "Tell me what's happening," you might might be able to come up with some ideas. <laughs> but uh, but what I would basically say is the the argument uh, situation is that are you participating in the argument? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's very yeah. strange that with the one person I get drawn into it every yeah. time. Is it your mate? No, yeah. no, okay. this is two friends, one okay. closer to. Well, you can see why I would ask because that's yeah. a that's a strong yeah. one. But uh, I can't imagine John arguing. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so we'll take this one that's is argument, the other one is not. So I think it's just. Uh, it's just the causes and conditions of people. Uh, what is hidden there that, that is unseen, what is hidden there is fear. If, the, if the, the fear can be actually covered up temporarily by opinions, and if you start to come in and even gently come in and say, uh, you know, nudge that opinion so it looks like they might have, you know, you're kind of saying, not you're not doing it too directly because you're, you don't want to have an argument. So you're saying, well, how, how deeply have you looked into that uh, that thing where you're saying you feel like this is this way or that person is this way? How, how Have you looked? Do you have some, uh, you know, if you're having a discussion, might have some proof of that or evidence or something? And uh, this, this could stir the person up if they're afraid of not knowing. So fear of not knowing is powerful. So And then the other person has uh, probably has a, a little bit more, to use a conventional, more... Uh, Less warfare in, inside, less fearful, maybe some fear, but not. But they're also uh, willing to to have a um, the the conversation with you or their communication with you is, is more important than who's right, who's wrong. But I think it's just so variable, and there's so many. We meet people that are seem totally 
completely sane and, and reasonable and everything until you mention a particular area that they're upset about. Quite often it's politics. And people get extremely upset about that. And and they're in every every other area they seem to be okay, but that's an area that shows up difficulty. Uh, so, um, yeah, Michael. How can we see that there's no solid self? Persistence. Look for solidity. Look, look, see if there's someone who, I'm looking at you, you're looking at me. Now, just turn your awareness back and look back and look back at whatever you call Michael. See anything? What do you see? My imagination. Okay. Oh, really? So you're thinking about what I'm thinking about you. Maybe. Is that with a capital B? Maybe. Do you see, see what I'm saying? If, you know, there's just this, the only thing that's happening is this, and that's even suspect. So when you're, uh, if I were worried about or concerned or even thinking about what you thought about me, I, I, I wouldn't be able to talk any longer because I am, I would get very panicked. But when I was, uh, what are you, 23? Yeah, when I was 23, you wouldn't see me up here. I was hiding out somewhere. So if there is a self-centeredness, uh, this is a good, you know, you want to come up going to trade places? I can show you where your ego's at. I don't need to show you. I think you have a good idea. But if I criticize you, even if I make fun, even if I'm making fun, even if I'm doing it to pretend, acting out, if I criticize you, you're going to, you, you'll feel your ego. Or if I compliment you, you'll, you'll feel your ego. Uh, last night I um, poked at, uh, up in Traverse, I poked uh, at uh, uh, Josh. I don't know if anybody saw that, but so he did not like that, did you? <laughs> On the other hand, it, it's just even joking around, it's still, you, you feel that. But if someone is criticizing you and, or complimenting you, and uh, it's not that you wouldn't feel criticized or feel complimented, but you would also at the same time know there's no, any, no solid being there that is, you know, that is uh, reacting to that or that is even threatened by it. It's just, uh, I don't know how else to characterize it. So I would say keep going. And another 30 years, talk to me then. I don't, have I ever promised to do anything? Yeah. Further question? What can, mm -hmm. sure. what can I do with the confusion of whenever the self-centeredness comes back in and tries to grasp onto? So I, I, you know, you've taken the words right out of my mouth. Just, just do exactly that. Just watch that. You're already aware of that. Uh, so that you, uh, I can even say that's a, a credential. To some extent, it doesn't help much because you still feel bad or you still feel like you're having difficulty. But just continue to do that. Continuing to look at whatever rises without adding to it, subtracting from it. In other words, passion, aggression, or looking away or distracting yourself into something else, ignorance. And to continue to do that uh, over and over again, the way in which we are able to do this is to train our mind. You, know, you, don't, I, you don't have to be a Buddhist. There, you can do this without Buddhism. It could be more difficult. I think it makes it more workable to actually have a strong teaching, a strong form, a strong community, so that the people you're relating to most of the time are actually also people who are training their minds. So not that you couldn't have a disagreement or argue with somebody, but there would probably be a lot quicker resolution or understanding would happen there just because of the, the, the mind training part of it, of, of not, not settling for half-truths. Yes, say to When I see the fear rising and starting to cause an argument, either from myself or mm -hmm. from the other person, how do I work with that to kind of calm that situation? Stop talking. But not not run away, but uh, sometimes, uh, you've probably heard me say this before, is that do it with your body language. You can, you can be there, and when they say something, just drop your gaze slightly. 
rather than continue to look at them right in their eyes, just drop your gaze slightly. Not not like some kind of humility or something, false humility, but just a little bit. You know, as uh, Trunk Rinpoche <coughs> used to say, using our uh, uh, Western uh, metaphor, there is a give an inch. If somebody's really want, wants to fight with you, just let them win. Let them just let them win. It's it's not it's not worth it. even if even if you're relatively right or correct, and you could show them, well, here's the statistics in here and prove them wrong. It's not going to be helpful to someone to fight with them about when they're so locked into their confusion. It's just more about that. Right, no. Okay. Yes. Uh, Shane from Texas. Yeah, Shane. He asks, "How does meditation help one see the way they are confused?" Yeah. So simply put, a meditation practice, as it's taught here, not not other kinds of meditation, but as it's taught here, shikantaza, just precisely this: sit down, hold everything still that you can, include you can find your mind, hold it still. What you probably are going to find the only is your body, and even that, they're still going to breathe. Blood is still going to flow. Your knee might still hurt. Um, any number of things could ha be happening physically, but if you endeavor to hold very still and be very symmetrical, and you have gas, hold very still. And then what continues to move is your personal um, ongoing confusion in the form of movement. And it, it, it's with each person, it's going to be different. It'll be different every day. It'll be different for each person. And it will continue to uh, show up and show up and show up. And, and it will try to seduce you into doing something about it. One of the things it'll do is come up and say, this is not working. You need to do something else. I think you need to go for a walk. You ever heard that one? And I would say, don't do anything unless you have to, including get up. Don't even meditate unless you have to. But if you do, then do a thorough job of it. Come in, sit down, and wait for the bell to ring. And, Sit here until the bell rings again. And sit here, and whatever occurs is exactly what you need to see. I've said this probably hundreds of times because you're there. No one has your karma. That's why it's uh, the illusion of a separate being is so powerful. Because we have our own story, we have our own upbringing, we have our own brother and sister who's like no other brother and sister that we blame for some things and give credit. And we have these whole this whole labyrinth of stories that defines who we are. But who you are, uh, you can't find who you are. If you find who you are, this is illusion. If you find uh, that what you thought you were is illusion, then then, we're, then we might be able to uh, see something. You actually might find something that is uh, uh, feels like an identity, but it's not separate from anything. This is called Buddha nature, and it's it, uh, philosophers are kind of accuse Buddhists of being ah eh, that's that's just that's just coming back around to theism again. Uh, not exactly. Is all movement confusion? Yes. Ask me the same thing again. No, ask me again. You didn't ask me again. You do, that's because you really don't want to know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask me the other one now. Yeah, they, they, the difference is they look different. One one looks this way and one looks that way. But they they get their meaning. They get their, their their they get their difference from the other one by contrasting with the other one. If it was always daytime, uh, you would have to call night and day the same thing. You could say, well, there wouldn't be any night. Don't be too sure. Or if you're really sure, then maybe I'd have to lose the argument. Yes? Aren't they just names? It's possible to look at something without knowing what it is, without naming it, and without bringing a lot of ideas or concepts around it to help protect your insecurity, help shield off the unknown. But just scratching your chin.
Michael. I'm wondering, are most arguments just names? <clears throat> I think you could say that, but I think we don't want to boil it down too quick uh, because then, then we become, then there's some kind of fundamentalism going on. You know, we, we just do, we can't stand to be in the middle of nowhere. So we want to, we find a, some kind of an idea about it that works and we just, all arguments, all conversations or names or, so we're not saying that. We're, uh, what I would say is there's something to that, but you can't lock down on anything. We, we, uh, when I say, uh, don't believe it, don't disbelieve it, don't look away. I'm not saying you shouldn't consider that, but but if you watch it without doing anything with it, with it, you'll notice it changes. Sometimes it'll almost vanish, and then it'll start moving back again. Yes. In confusion becomes still. Yes. From the point of view of the one who's confused, you mean? Yeah. That's called fixation. Yes. Um, so back to the question Joseph had, uh, uh -huh. I think it was uh, training versus getting better, and you used the example of track practice or yes. running track or something. So. When we train our mind, what is it that we are training? So we can't, we, we all have thoughts. We all agree. We all have consciousness. And if we talk about it for a while, we can see that we all have somewhat similar kind of uh, relationship to thoughts and to consciousness. Some differences, but basically when, if, I, if I say I was thinking about going to the store, you, you don't question what I meant by thinking necessarily. Well, you might. <laughs> uh, so... Um, when we, when we come back and say, what are we training, it's, uh, there's, it's not like a, the, the uh, to use the fancy word, the, the ontological aspect of it, the, the thing, the phenomenon quality of that is not, is not uh, dense enough for us to say hey, we're training this, because then we, what we do is we take something that doesn't have boundaries, doesn't have a reference point, which is our, our Buddha nature, and we, we try to get that down into a snowball so we have something. But it's just it's just snowflakes everywhere, not separate from anything. And I realize the metaphor may may not be as descriptive or helpful, but it's we need to talk about it without scrunching it down into an object or making it into some kind of like material spiritual materialism. More, I'm just thinking of the word progress. So if we find that we argue less, or if there is less warfare in our lives, would that be considered progress? Perhaps it could be, but if it's if it's actually happening relative to your, which it would be relative to your practice, then you you wouldn't particularly make it. And that's not something you would brag about. <clears throat> it's not something you would necessarily. If you see it clearly, uh, even though it's there, and you see someone having difficulty, you would never use that on someone else. Do what I do, and then you'll feel like I feel. You would never do that. That's a, that's a theistic, or and also very. Uh, uh, it's just a very material, materialistic way. I mean, there could, there's something to that in a way, but not enough to, to use it as propaganda to try to get somebody to meditate. Don't ever try to get anybody to meditate. Just let people live their life, respect them, even though they're going in circles or from your point of view. Uh, the best way you're probably going to help anybody by is by if they see you're not doing that. You're not fighting with anybody. You're not. You're not. Uh, you're also not trying to manipulate them, even though you're right with them all the time. And yet everybody else is trying to manipulate them. So they might actually look at what you're doing. And then sometimes we don't take a big enough picture. We, we need some kind of results because of the merchandising mentality. And if somebody isn't noticing what a wonderful example we are, then we think, well, maybe I should step into their territory and grab them by the scruff of the neck and make them go sit on it more. So occasionally, I don't see it in here, but sometimes you'll say lose the war. 
Uh, and you said it a few minutes ago about um, if somebody's arguing. So what what occurs to the one who is losing the war? What is occurring? In that? There's just less uh, less energy going into the self-centeredness. It could still be there. Ego wants to attain enlightenment also. So it could be could be still be there. And before we do, uh, yeah. You know. That one, all you have to do is watch. And when you see the going back and forth, you see this happening, just look at it. Don't add to it. Don't have philosophical discussions with your, with your, uh, the two sides of your personality, the two warring factions. Because if you do, then, then they, then they, they just, it's like a teeter totter. You know what a teeter totter is? You don't know about those. You're not that old. <laughs> huh? Were they? Like this? So, and it might be different for, there might be different areas, uh, levels of that, uh, and might be different ways of talking about that, that might be more personal. But when, when I look at you and I say, that's, that's what, that's, that's the feedback I would give to you. Uh, it might be different for, from someone else. You have more of this going on than most people. Lucky you. Most people are just, they just believe that. They believe the person is going to get off the other end. And you're <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen. It really hurts. Just about break your tailbone when you're eight years old. Oh God! Ouch! As they're telling you, no, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna get off. Don't you dare get off, huh? The stitches? No stitches. Oh, you got stitches from that? Yeah. Whoa, my Did you beat him up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> yeah. Well, sometimes losing the war, you could find yourself, you know, not alive anymore. So there are consequences to that. So, any final question about this before we close and go into the next uh, uh, Dharma talk, daily Dharma gathering? Okay, thank you so much. And then I'd like to remind everybody about the donation boxes that we have in the hallway. We do accept cash, checks, PayPal debit cards, credit cards, any way uh, you'd like to and can help us. May we merit this penetrating to all places so that we and every sentient being together can rely